So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day, got a new comment on the Certified Buyer Agent course, the CBA. John Ferguson says, should be a mandatory first step for any new real estate agent. Five stars. Thank you, John. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want, or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first, and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, I got a great uh, guest uh, today. You know, this dude came on a long time ago, like a long time ago. I was going to look it up, but I didn't even have the chance. But I'm going to look it up before we leave. But anyways... Lars Hedenborg came on and Lars is crushing it. He is the coach, the real estate coach to the true winners, the, the, the real estate teams that are doing things on a whole nother level. And what I noticed was I kept having big teams come on my show or big team leaders come on the show. And when I asked them the ECI question, which I know you guys love, ego commission income, their ego commission income was massive, right? And their profit margin, they either said they don't know it or they gave a round number. You know, when I knew it was a round number, when you could just tell when they would say, oh, about 40% right now. You know, it wasn't 23.5%. And I found out that many of them were actually not profiting at all and that they were actually hoping for a payday down the line or hoping for a day down the line when suddenly they would profit massively where right now they weren't profiting kind of like putting money back in back in back in to build the business every year in hopes of a sunnier day so i said i need to get somebody on the show who knows all about profit and has analyzed team after team after team and talked to us about what a team's true profit should be and what these numbers should be so I reached out to Lars. He was happy to come back on. So welcome back, Lars Hedenborg. Yeah, thanks for having me. And this is uh, just one of those topics. And I don't get fired up. I mean, generally, I'm an even-keeled dude, and I don't get fired up about much. But this is just one thing lately, as there are like everyone's becoming a real estate coach, and you don't really get a glimpse into inside what their business looks like. I mean, they can fill a room uh, with people that are taking advice on how to build a real estate team. and like I know some of these teams, I've seen their financials and I know they're not profitable without the team leader's personal production. So you build this massive $200 million quote unquote team. And if it wasn't for the team leader's production, they would be losing a lot of money. And, and so it comes down like beginning with the end of mind, knowing that there has to be an economic model, knowing which side, why you're building the thing you're building, because in the future, 
I mean, if you're not serving buyers and sellers at a high level and keeping most of your commission income that comes in the front door to service those buyers and sellers, I think you're going to be out of business. If you're building a, a loose collection of agents, it's not going to be pretty in the future for your team. I like that word, loose collection of a- agents. Okay, so let me skip back a little bit. First of all, Lars, why don't you tell everybody who you are so they get to know you better. And by the way, Lars was 200, right? By the time come, this comes out, we're going to be close to 800. So Lars was episode 200. If you want to go back and listen, uh, so it's been a long time, but I'm glad I got him back on. Go ahead. Tell everybody about yourself. Yeah. So uh, I've been, I got into real estate in 2007. Uh, real quick, my wife was pregnant. Uh, I knew I had to build something that had leverage. I came from a corporate background, hired an assistant quick. I'm like, can't work with buyers because that's evenings and weekends. And I want to be a good husband and father. So I hired a buyer agent. I failed miserably in hiring, but somehow went from 58 to 118 to 178 to 248 family served 300, 400 plus. And that year I did 250 is the year I stepped out of production. So I just, I focus on systems, making them really tight and backfilling them with someone that I could pay really good money, but a whole lot less than I wanted to make. Um, I'm close to probably over 3,000, not quite 4,000 families served in the real estate team. And uh, I've been doing real estate B-School founder uh, 2013. Uh, with an eye towards business coaching for real estate agents, there's this huge void in like just basic business fundamentals. What is your economic model? You know, how do you deliver a world-class experience to buyers and sellers so they refer business to you so you don't have to spend a whole bunch of freaking money on Zillow and Realtor.com and the lead sources that are, you know, the returns are, are waning fast on those lead sources. So that's a, just in a nutshell what I've been up to. That's awesome. And B school stands for business school. Yep. Sure does. Yep. All right, cool. So let's talk about this. So first of all, let's start. And I know you do teams, right? But we got to start with a solo agent to work our way up the teams. Can we do that? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's crazy. So 85% of real estate agents don't have an assistant. 85%. So if you look at there's, there's, easily a dozen jobs of, of the real estate agent, working with buyers and sellers and, and what it takes to get the opportunity to work with a buyer and seller all the way through closing and beyond 12 different jobs. There's only like two or three, maybe four of those jobs that pay more than 50 bucks an hour. Like if we're being just totally true, you know, buyer agents, you can probably get them for 30 to 50 bucks an hour, even though we calculated on splits. Listing agents on our team, you know, they'll probably work 2,500 hours making two. So they're about 50 to $75 an hour. Um, but it's, it's realizing first and foremost that if you don't have the mindset shift that everything you do all week long, 80% of it, you can hire someone for 20 bucks an hour or less. And until you make that commitment that you want to make 500 bucks an hour, you're always going to be in this sort of this, this flywheel of just doing way too many hours a week that are low, low level hours. So for an individual agent, you've got to focus on getting busy enough to make that first hire. Be part of the 15% that you can offload. There are, there's so much good talent that's able to work from, you know, 8.30 to 2.30 every day. You know, you take someone, take a, a, a freaking executive, you know, a stay-at-home mom that has a background in administrative assistance you know, you can hire those people all day long and then you can take your production from 20 sides to 60 sides with a single hire and then you offload buyers. And then so it starts with that mindset of I am worth X dollars per hour and I'm going to work this business 
you know, in a way where I build a system and I backfill it. I build a system and I backfill it. Okay. So let's take that with the single agent, right? How many deals, first of all, does a single agent need to do by themselves before they start building a system and backfilling? So the, the, the rule of thumb that we use in, in the economic model that I, I, I adhere to in my own business, and it, 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 it rings true for every, every stage, is about 10% of your gross commission income should be spent on administration. It gets a little fuzzy when you get, you know, inside sales and management and all that. But in the beginning, if you're doing 250,000 GCI, my market is about 10,000 commission check, 25 transactions. You could hire a probably part-time assistant for about 25,000 to get you to 500,000 where you could spend 50,000. You could bring that assistant on part-time. So it's just committing. It's getting to about 25 to 40 deals like in, in a market like mine where it's 10,000, 250 to 400 where you need to bring someone on about 25 deals, two deals a month. You can handle all the details. You need to know, you know, how to work deals, those sorts of things. But if you're in a, if you're a top agent in most markets is, you know, 20 to 30 sides and, and you've been doing that for the last five years and you don't have an assistant, you know, hire a freaking assistant, get to 50, you probably work less, you know, or you make a whole lot more money and have a better quality of life because you're not in the details. Yeah. Okay. So let's go all the way to the other end now. Okay, so let's talk about, and, and we're going to use an avatar, right? The, the, the avatar is named Jim. And let's talk about Jim who fills the room at his company convention, right? But Jim says that all of his profit goes back to marketing to beef up next year. And obviously, he has some illusion in his head that he's going to sell his team business. What, what is your advice to Jim? How can Jim, you know, have a, some sort of revelation and do this right? And, and tell me what's wrong with Jim. Am I making sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to like give a one minute, like my, my theory, well, I mean, what I'm betting everything on is that in three to five years, I need to be the best business that serves buyers and sellers. And to do that, I need to make sure that I really have a good buying buyer experience. I have a great listing experience. I'm getting better results than anyone. And a lot of these teams, they're, they're not really working on the business of real estate. You know, a, a, a real world example, a top team, 200 million production, 5.5 million GCI, paid out 4.3 million of the 5.5 to their agents. And this is a guy that is... He's a team. He, he says he's a team of the 1.2 Delta. So 5.5 less 4.3, 750 is his own production. Well, wait a minute. Didn't, didn't, there's no staff there. Well, well, he's, he's, I mean, do the numbers. I mean, it, it doesn't take a lot of math to figure out that he's, he's probably not making as much profit as his own personal production. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 right. and, and, oh, and, I see what you're saying. And, and, and to your question, you know, so it forces you to get out of the lead. Personal production. Yeah, it forces you to go lean on staff. It forces you go to, to, to really get lean on your marketing, provide less service to your agents. You're not telling your agents how to run their businesses because it's essentially a brokerage. That's okay. I just don't think it's sustainable in the future. I think that's going to be a tough business to stay in. 
because the consumer is not getting a better experience and the team leader is not making a lot of money and they have to sell homes in addition to having all the stress of running the team. And, and that is like the typical scenario that I see anyone between a million and 3 million of GCI that has a team they're they're not putting the systems together to serve buyers and sellers at the highest level. And as a result of that, they're, and, and they think the only value they have is what they pay their agents and so, they're, and they're, so what you yeah, and I was going to say, and, and their gross margins are, you know, they're probably in the 50 to, you know, 40 to 50% range if they're lucky is what they're keeping before they have expenses. I know some teams that have gross margin 20 to 30%. So they pay out 70 to 80% to their agents. And that's what they have to pay marketing, to pay their staff, and to pay overhead. And then whatever's left over, they split with the government. All right, guys, why waste thousands of dollars and countless hours on training that never touches on what matters most? How to make more money in real estate for just $7.00. You can start a one-week trial at Rebus University today. And what that means is $13,000 worth of real estate courses on how to make more commissions will be available to you for a dollar a day. It's all you can eat. Go in there and take them all if you can. Only seven bucks. To start your seven-day all-access free trial, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. These courses are guaranteed to get you more listings, more leads, and more commissions. Futureofrealestatetraining.com or just text the word TRIAL to 444-999. That's T-R-I-A-L to 444-999. Okay, so that leads me to this question. What, what should your cost of goods sold be? Which would be money that you're paying your agents, just, just commissions on a team. Yeah, assuming that you build the business in the right way where you get super freaking busy yourself, you have a complete overflow of opportunity, you're able to step out of buyers in the right way, all that lines up correctly, you have an admin and you built the buyer system, you have value for agents. So let's make that baseline assumption. You're not just bringing agents on and giving them leads. So if you built it the right way from the beginning, your cost of goods on the listing side is 20 to 25%. And your cost of goods on the buyer side is 40 to 45%. So you'll pay your agents. Uh, so 50-50 blended, you have to be between 60 and 70% gross margin. Okay. So what he's saying is, let's say 35%. Right, guys, you should not, you're, when you look at your profit loss, if you have a team, I don't care how many people you have on your team, the amount of money that goes out to your agents versus the amount of money that the company keeps before paying all the bills is 35% or less. Okay, so now that we got that down, what other numbers do we have to be aware of within that 65%, Lars? It's... Roughly 10, 10, 10. So 10 for marketing, advertising leads, including technology that leads to that, like a boomtown or dialers. You know, we lump those into to marketing. 10% to people. So your administrative staff. So if you're doing 
a million GCI, you have 100,000 to spend on people. So probably two administrators, two really good administrators for my market, and then 10% on overhead. Overhead's your rent, your, we probably throw our phone system there, our dues, our training, our travel, those sorts of things. So 10, 10, 10, roughly. There are seasons where you'll be under because you had a big push in growth because you really dug into, you know, handling leads better. And there's periods where, you know, last year on people, we were at 15% because we had made, uh, we hired an inside sales manager. Uh, we had a full-time recruiter on our team. Um, so like there are times where you'll get out of whack, but you have to have like this guidepost with like, okay, 65%, 10, 10, 10, worst case, 12, 12, 12. So the 65 becomes 30 and you're out of it and you're not involved in the business. So 30 to 40% to split with the government is where you could run your business if you set it up the right way and you start with this systems focus and the value is way more. You know, our lead agents will make less than 20% of a commission check and they'll make more than $200,000. So it's not a splits game. So the mindset is to get out of the splits game of, of real estate. You want to provide value to your team members. Our runners make more than the average like real estate agent in our market. You know, that's sort of our lowest paying job. And then we have our lead agents who make over 200,000, but they've got a, a cast of characters that support them. Yeah, I love it. I love it, guys. Okay, so I hope you all, everybody wrote that down. 35, 10, 10, 10, right? So you're left with 35. So the bottom line is 35% is what you should be taking home on a team. And that includes you not in production, right, Lars? Th th that is the key right there. So there, there are teams that are doing two and a half, three million GCI. Well, I'll have a strategy session with them. And the, and the team leader is 40% of the production and they're not hitting those profits. And it's a variety of reasons. Their agents, they're not holding their agents accountable. They have no lead management system. They're, they're not tracking anything in their business. So there's a rebuilding process that we take them through, but that's 100% right. If, if you build this thing the right way, you'll, you'll achieve 30% profit or more and you should be out of production, but you're, you're providing way more value to the team being out of production than being in production. Because you're, you're coaching your, your, your agents to a, another level. And, and more value to the consumer, right? Because I think that's the mindset is I am going to be more valuable to consumer, especially the ones I know, if I'm going on listing appointments, right? Yeah. And you're saying it's actually the opposite. You're going to do better for them and they're going to have a better experience if you're the manager, if you're the CEO, versus if you're the agent. Yeah. And so if, if you are great at being the agent and you have this standard of care for buyers and this standard of care for listings, think of how many, how many more buyers and sellers you could serve with that standard of care if you teach people that get paid a lot less than you do to deliver that standard of care. And it's anywhere from 12 to call it $75 an hour. That's our whole team. That's what they get paid. And your job then becomes just to coach them. So I can take an agent from two sides to five sides a month just with coaching structure and accountability and skills and, and, and those sorts of things, right? That's way more valuable to me personally. And the fact that they're not doing, entering their listings, they're not doing any of the marketing, they're not running signs. All, our, all of our consults are in the office. So none of our agents are even leaving the office. 
you know, we've got showing agents and, and sellers come to the office, buyers come to the office. So it's just making that mental shift. Like I'm not a real estate agent, even though I am, I'm, I'm going to make this shift in my mind to business owner. And it's straight up e-myth. You know, everyone's read the book, but yeah. are you actually building the thing as if you had to replicate it 10,000 times? Well, you, you know, agents are, agents struggle the most, I think, of a lot of jobs out there, a lot of occupations out there. Why do you think agents out there struggle so bad with dropping the damn listing appointments? Yeah, listing appointments are one of the most highly paid positions on the team. So I think, I think that's the reality is that you can go in, when you get really good at listings, you're probably going to convert better than training someone to take them over for you. And I think that's part of it is that like, I can make a lot of money doing listings. At some point, you're going to get sick of doing listings if you get enough opportunities. We set 2,000 listing appointments last year, you know, and we met not as many of them as we should, but we met about 55% of them. So we, I mean, we couldn't have, you know, I couldn't go on any of those appointments. You know, I didn't go on any appointments last year, but you, you get to a point where there's just something better for you. There's something. Wait, wait, wait a minute. You set 2000 and you met. Did, does that, did, did you mean you listed or did you mean you met like, like 45% of them, you canceled the appointment before you got there because you said, I don't want it. Yes, yeah, so some some's in the qualifications, some in some in no shows, some in reschedules, some in when you get to high volumes. If you're really being honest about your numbers, it's some are just you know we're we're getting fizzbos into the office, we're getting expireds into the office. It's not all come list. It's not sphere business. You know we're probably ninety nine percent on sphere business. You know we did one point one no one point one million from our database last year. Okay. So on so those appointments, business, we're 100. like you're going out, but a, a lot of these, you're, what are you giving them on the price on the phone? And then they're like, ah, don't even bother coming out. I mean, we, we have, we set the appointment, then we go through a qual qualifying process. But, but my point is that you, you'll get to a point where it's, if you're going to grow, if you have a growth mindset, you're going to get sick of doing one thing all the time. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Shit. I fell asleep on a listening appointment. That's how I knew it was time to get out. Yeah, I, I got to the point where, you know, I was arguing with uh, a seller about they had 10 year old blue carpet. And I was arguing with them about that, that added value. They thought it, it, it added value to their house. And I'm like, I cannot do this anymore. God has a bigger plan for me. And I have got to get somebody to go in these appointments. And I hired somebody, uh, my replacement, I didn't even track what he was doing for three months. He went on 105 appointments in three months. And I think he only listed 20 of them. Um, so I didn't set him up for success. I had to jump back in. I was just so ready to get out of that thing because of the ridiculousness that you experience. And, and the bigger picture here is that being in production long-term hurts a lot of parts of your life. If you're doing good production, you are working seven days a week. There is no top agent that is actively working with buyers and sellers that's not working seven days a week, even if it's for a little bit of time to check email or mental rack space where you're worrying about a transaction, you don't have time, money, freedom, you know, if you're in the weeds of production because you're not making a lot of money per hour. No, oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it's all consuming. I mean, there's no way around it, like you said, because otherwise you're going to lose business. And if you're going to lose business, you might as well let other agents handle it. You know what I mean? And, and not lose the business it doesn't make any logical sense. Plenty of people make a decent living selling real estate, but how many manage to make millions to become a millionaire? 
Imagine how much more profitable your business would be if you had the chance to learn from someone who actually made their millions selling real estate. Rebus University instructors know what it takes to build a highly successful, highly lucrative real estate business because they've done exactly that. These self-made real estate millionaires spent years in the trenches identifying exactly what works in today's markets. And that's exactly what they teach. Right now, we're running a seven-day trial on Rebus University's all-access package. For just $7, you can get access to every course. Every millionaire real estate instructor, there's over 40 of them, 40 millionaire real estate instructors that Rebus University has to offer. You have access to all of them. To start your seven-day free trial for only seven bucks, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com or text TRIAL, T-R-I-A-L, to 444-999. That's TRIAL to 444-999. So let, let's talk to me about the mindset of agents now that are making a really, really, really small profit margin and they're under the anticipation that somehow in two or three years when they hit some sort of critical mass number, that that profit margin is going to all of a sudden be better because if they, like they have 10 agents and when I get to 30, it will be better. Or, you know what I mean? And I don't even think they have a number in mind. They just think if they keep adding and adding and expanding and expanding to other markets, that eventually it'll be better or they'll be able to sell it. Can you address this? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, and, and there's differing views on this. You know, there are lots of uh, business models, I mean, outs, well, even inside real estate where profit is optional. You know, so I'm not here to tell you that Amazon built their business the wrong way because they didn't make profit for how many years. I just, in small business, to me, it's all about making money along the way. Whether I'm in production, shifting to out of production, it's following a model and, and making good decisions with that money once you earn it so that you have something to show for it. I don't, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, I, I don't, I'm, I'm losing a little bit of money on each widget I ship, but I'm going to make up for it on volume. Because it's going to, you know, that little bit of loss is going to, and it's just, I, I know people that are losing money on every Zillow lead. Every Zillow transaction they close, they're losing money. And their numbers are going up. Their agents love it because they're paying their agents 50, 60%. But they're, they're literally losing hundreds of dollars per Zillow closing. And they don't think it's worth getting rid of it. I talked to a broker that spends a million dollars a year on Zillow. And he's losing across the board, losing money. He says, I make up for a mortgage and title. I'm like, that is just, I mean, maybe I'm missing something. And he's got like 10 offices and he was, you know, he was, he was glorified at this event. And I'm like, that sounds horrible. Like 10 physical leases, physical structures that I'm, that I'm, I've got the risk of all that. I've got no margin in my real estate business, but I'm hoping like I'm hanging my hat on mortgage and title. And, and so to, to me, it's just, I have a model, whether I'm doing a hundred thousand in, in, uh, in production or I'm doing a million or 5 million, my model is the same. It's, it's roughly, you know, you're, you're doing a hundred percent of up to a certain point. So there is no, 
cost of sales. There's no agents, but you're paying your broker. That's in cost of sales. And it's, it's always 10, 10, 10. If you're making 120 grand, you can spend $12,000 on leads or marketing or your database. So your total business, right? What, what was your ECI, Lars? What was your ego commission income last year? Three million. And, and what was your net profit last year? We did, uh, I'll go through the numbers. We did, we run our financials. So we have our lead agents and our broker. Uh, we were at 82% after we paid our lead agents and our broker. Wait a minute, slow this down. First of all, I know you're not BSing me because you would have just said, oh, Pat, it's 35, 10, 10, 10. You would have said, thir- you, would have said you made 35, uh, which is a little over a million dollars. So go ahead. So 80, you paid 82%. You paid 18%. Who, first of all, what brokerage are you with? Uh, Keller Williams. Okay, so you paid 18% to KW? No, to our, to our lead agents. So last year we had three lead agents. We put $3 million of commission income through three agents last year. Okay. So, so we, we, run a, we do run a different model. Yeah, what's we, the we, point of you telling me that you put... I'm just doing the numbers out loud. Three, so I, Through three agents. What does that mean? Uh, so we paid 18% to the three agents in Keller Williams. Then we paid probably 10, 11% to our showing agents, our inside sales. So it, it comes out close to 70% gross margin, about 71% gross margin is what we ran last year. And then we probably, we spent about 15 to 17% on people knowingly. We were, we made a full-time recruiting hire at six figures, a full-time inside sales hire at six figures. You blew your own uh, stat there. A hundred percent. But we knew it, and it didn't work out. So our recruiter's not with us anymore, and our inside sales manager isn't with us anymore. And we, we had a, a paid training program we did last year. We spent $100,000 on it, and we wiped it this year. And that was 3 4%. So you're not going to stick to it all the time, but you'll know when you miss it. We did not hit anywhere close to 35% net profit last year. And I know why. We spent $200,000 on two people. And we spent $100,000 on a training program that we're not running right now. Probably about $250,000. So my point is that we ran about 11% marketing. We ran about 11 12% overhead. And we blew our load on people last year and that training program. Hmm, interesting. So, so, so the, the ranges are 10 to 12%. So, so you ended up with about less than 20 20? Uh, no, between twenty and twenty-five percent. When we when you add back, so you know, seven hundred grand. Yeah, when you when you do when you do the, the the reasonable add backs. All right, and and how many people are on your team? Uh, we've got like 17, 18 people. Okay. And we've All got right. now we've got four. You know, we got three lead agents, uh, a buyer agent, a showing agent, and two inside sales. So talk to me about how you do this, right? Because you threw me off a little bit with, you know, I ran $3 million through three agents. How, what, what do you mean by that? Explain everybody the system that you've set up uh, where it's all running through three agents. Yeah, so our lead agents don't set appointments for themselves. They, appointments are set for them, qualified for them. They're not handling, like once they get a signed listing, they're handing it to a listing client care who is taking the client from them. So they're, they're, it's really dissecting the job. And, and it's not for everyone. It's like, it's like that, that, that next level of the next level. Um, so I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it because 85% of real estate agents don't have an assistant. 
this is like just a nuance, which we, we believe that if you're really good at sitting down with somebody, explaining the value of your team and getting them to price their home right, you may not be the guy that's going to explain why, you know, it's whatever. Like, you know, there's yeah, yeah, people yeah. we can pay a lower amount to service that client ongoing. And then we have a full, full licensed transaction coordinator that's negotiating repairs and appraisals. So it's, it's really a handoff process. Do you ever try anybody negotiating contracts? We haven't. We have not tried that. I used to I, have a girl that negotiated all the contracts, paid her 3% of the commission. But, you know, I found that the, 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 at that point we had like 12 people touching the file, and it just gets so confusing when you have all these people touching the files. There, there, there's definitely a risk when you're handing the ball off that many times. I mean... I mean, in football, you hand it off once at the risk of a fumble. <laughs> you know, so we're handing it off probably on the seller side, our seller services team. You know, there's the inside sales that sets the appointment. There's the, the runner that delivers a pre-list packet. There's the listing agent that takes the listing or the ISA comes back into follow-up. Our listing client care, our transaction coordinator, and then, you know, we do a post follow-up call. So there's like six people that are, five people that are really holding the ball. All right, let's go back to our avatar, Jim, right? He's on stage at his company convention. He's, he's clearly, you know, the father of the ego bomb, right? He's, he's at, uh, um, you know, $6 million in commission and da-da-da-da, and he's got all these agents and all these people, and you take him backstage for a free counseling session, and you sit down with him, and he loosens his tie, and, and he says, you know, Lars, all my money is going back into marketing for next year, and we're on this trajectory of growth we're going to take over the world you take out his record and you scratch it with a huge buoy knife and you go and you say you know jim you need to be 35 10 10 10 what's the second piece of advice that you're going to give jim it's accountability you know there's there's no way around it i mean it's structure and accountability there's no easy way to to win in this industry because the people that are trying to, most of these big teams are paying a lot of money for Zillow and Realtor.com and they're not holding those leads accountable or their people accountable to servicing them in the right way. And that's where their profits are diluted and their agents are just haphazard. They have no daily schedule. It's, it's, it's a structure and accountability issue where like somehow this industry has you know, it's just this industry where you can come in and do what you want and make a lot of money. And I don't, it drives the, it drives us crazy because it makes recruiting hell for us. We go through like a hundred people to find two people that can, that can, that can hang on our team. Wow. You know, it's, really? It's, it's that, it's that painful when you're looking for like real people that are willing to work hard, show up for work every day. Like it's like, it's a job, be on time and be accountable. And they're willing to hustle and work hard. And they have a positive attitude and a growth mindset, and they're true team players. That's our core. That's our five core values, and it's like a needle in a haystack. Okay, wait a can you slow down and, and repeat those five core values? Yeah. So the first two are probably the most the most important: hustle and work hard. Hustle and work hard. Got it. And embrace accountability and discipline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the piece of advice really for Jim is, hey. Dude, number one, get out of production, and, and, and part of getting out of production is become an accountability master, become a, uh, a what you call it, like a, a, a Marine Corps drill sergeant, right? Not, not, not in a negative way, but in a accountable way, up early, you know, home late, 
watching every single push-up. So, yeah, I, I have a different view on it than that because a lot of people, everyone needs accountability and structure. And, you know, just because you have that doesn't mean that you're up at five and you're getting home at 10, you know, if you're on our team. It, it means that you, you know what you're doing, you're doing it at a high level and you're willing to up your game continuously. And it's just, I mean, the, 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 the sports analogy is it. I mean, how many, how many teams will go to the Super Bowl if they don't have a coach that is actually pushing them to, to be the best at their position? There's none, you know? And, and, and the guys that are coached at the highest level, are there times where they despise their coach 100%? And if they're wearing a whole bunch of Super Bowl rings, like 20 years from now when they look back at their life and they look at what they've achieved – you know, so we're more committed to helping a human being play a bigger life than, and that's what it is. It, it's nothing more than that. And that's the same thing. We push our runner just as hard as we push our lead agent. And we're not attached to the outcome of either position. That, that's the big thing. When you have some of these teams where an agent, yeah, I'm, making, I'm only making 20% on the agent, but they sold 80 homes last year. And I don't want to lose that 120 grand. So I'm not going to tell them what to do. I'm not going to hold them accountable at all. I'm not going to change my commission splits. You know, I'm going to continue to have this life that has me in production for the next 20 years with all the pressure of the overhead. And that's, that's straight up eight out of 10 teams today. Yeah, I love that. And here's the thing that people don't understand. See, Lars and his leadership team have the time to nurture their people because they're not in production right so it's a it's it, you know it's a being there right and being around them and helping them and coaching them every day uh that really that he's talking about now it comes with discipline and it comes with accountability which is why only two out of 100 really you know get picked but if they have that and they're open to learning and coaching then you know Everybody served better. They are, Lars is, and the consumer is. Yeah, and, and the one thing I'll add to that, uh, since we kind of got on a little bit, one thing I wish I did way earlier in my journey, and if you're, if you're building a team or you have a team or you're thinking of building a team, it's treating looking for talent as the most important thing. And that's easy to say and really, really hard to do. I had like year after year where I made the mistake of like I, I brought on four agents and I thought I was good on recruiting. And a year later, I have one of the four remaining or none of the four remaining, you know, where you got to fail quickly in that area and have it like total straight up lead gen. Every day we're looking for talent. We're reviewing resumes. We're doing workshops now and meet and greets. We have 41 people uh, RSVP to a workshop that we're holding. And we're just providing value to the 12,500 agents that we have on our list in Charlotte. We do a recruiting blog. I mean, we're doing more marketing and lead gen to agents or just as much as buyers and sellers. And that's one thing I wish I would have gotten way early is that I wish I would have had to pedal down. You know, I probably have sold 10,000 homes now if I really got that part figured out, you know, six years ago. Yeah. Wow. That's a great statement to end this on. Well, well, Lars, this is this has been brilliant, buddy. Here's the thing: I want you to come on this show more than every 600 episodes. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. It's it's uh, you know, you're you're one of the guys that what I appreciate about you is that you are 
there is no easy button for you and what you've done in this industry and even what you're doing with the training we were chatting beforehand. There are, there are guests that won't even go on a podcast unless you have 200 episodes. And to get to 200 episodes in, a, in, in, in anything is like one out of a thousand people. So that just, that's a testament to you and what you're doing for the industry, you know, just to stay at it. You've probably seen the Gary Vaynerchuk overnight success video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're, you're almost there where you can do the thousand, you know, the thousand episodes. So that's, that's kudos to you. And that's the same for agents too, you know. I mean, it, you know, you got to just keep going, keep getting your head kicked in, you know, keep meeting Fizbos, keep meeting, do whatever, just keep, keep at it. So, uh, um, Lars, everybody that comes on the show brings a free gift. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put Lars's free gift at Lars Hedenborg number two. And I'm going to spell it L-A-R-S. H-E-D-E-N-B-O-R-G. That's H-E-D-E-N-B-O-R-G. I'm going to put all of Lars's information there. I'm going to put all his social media links. I'm going to put links to his real estate B-School, right? If you want to learn about how to grow your uh, team the right way, not the wrong way. Because trust me, when you look under the hoods of most of these agents you see on stage, there is rust, there's dead batteries, and, and there's oil leaking. So Lars, Lars will tell you how to do a business with an ultimately clean engine with profit, which we're, you know, everybody loves profit. So anyways, Lars, what's your free gift today? Let me think of something that can, uh, can serve the viewers here. I, I can definitely, I've got lots of stuff. So I'm gonna, I'll probably provide a few things. I, I'll give you a copy of the core values. I think that is like foundational and fundamental. It's our, our full sheet of core values and how we explain it to our team. I think that will be really good. I want to give something on, on finances. So I can include something on like the, an explanation of the economic model. So it's just a one pager, like if you're starting it or you're building it forever and for all, we'll always pick your freaking economic model. And, and, and it, it, it coincides with the business that you're building. Like if you want to help buyers and sellers at the highest level and be in business three to five years from now, make sure you're not running a loose collection of agents and just a glorified brokerage and you're calling it a team. So I'll, I'll give those two. I think those are two good ones. Those are, those are the best, dude. Those are the best. So guys, that, that'll be on Lars Hedenberg too. And of course, I'm going to put those in the agent success toolbox among other, probably over a hundred other free gifts that people have brought as they came on the show. So if you guys don't get the Agent Success Toolbox or haven't gotten it yet, just go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or text the word toolbox to 444-999. Lars, listen, I'm not too far from Charlotte. When it floods here in Charleston, I usually head that way. So next time, let's not hope for a hurricane, but next hurricane, I'm going to head that way. I will definitely look you up. We'll get together and break some bread, my friend. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I appreciate you and the work you do. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, 
If you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.